As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see this message. Hey, we want to welcome you to Home Group. It's Monday night, and tonight we're going to start a brand new theme in Home Group, and we're so glad that you are with us. And the us is Paul Renner, Denise Renner, Joel Renner, the Renners are here. Hi, guys. Yay, we're so glad to be here together, and we're so glad to be with you. Hey. Thank you for taking your time to be with us. It just means so much to us. Joel. You know, Mama, I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about you. Often in the home groups, you have a word of knowledge for our viewers, for our home group. And I have to tell you, we read your comments, and many times we see the testimonies, peop- testimonies we the do. people who received what you had to say. Praise God. And I want you to know that, Mama. Praise God. We read God. your comments. Please like, share this, so more people can join us for studying the Word of God. What else could be better than that? Amen. Paul? Hi, everybody. I am excited to be here today. I'm excited to be with you, but I'm especially excited to learn today because when we're here in the home group, we get to talk to each other and we get to learn together. So please learn about the Bible, about God with us today. And if you need prayer, we're here for you. We really mean that. Mm -hmm. That is not a cliche. We are here for you if you need prayer. Just send us an email or call us. The moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to really pray for you. You know why? Number one, we believe in prayer. Number two, sometimes we need prayer. And when we need prayer, it means a lot to us to know that people really are going to pray. They're going to do what they say. So when you contact us, we're going to do what we say. We're going to really pray for you. We're praying for you anyway. So when you tell us how to pray, we're just going to do a better job of praying. So send us an email or give us a call. Are you ready? Running your race with purpose. The five-part study guide. This week, we're talking about running your race with purpose. You're going to love this. And this is free. All you have to do is go to renner.org and download it, and it is yours right now. And I would love for you to have it. I put a lot of work into these study guides, and I want you to get the benefit of it. And we're also offering you the series that goes with it. It's five parts. You know why I taught this series? Because so many people don't know what race they're supposed to be running. They waste time trying to figure it out. And when you waste time, you also waste money. It's like when Denise and I went to the university many, many years ago. Denise, I'll never forget how many fellow students enrolled in education, and they said, well, then that's not it. And then they tried science, and they said, well, that's not it. And then they even tried drama. They said, that's not it. It's like they wasted the first two years just trying to figure out what they were supposed to do. But you know what? I knew from the very beginning. And I'm not singing my praise. I'm just glorifying God. You know why I knew? Because the Holy Spirit's here. The Holy Spirit has the will of God. He is the one who is the holder of the will of God. And when the Holy Spirit comes into us at the new birth, He brings the will of God into us. We just have to get our spirit and our head to get into agreement so our head can begin to hear what's in our heart God's will in us will begin to fill our mind and we can perceive what God wants us to do with our life. I knew from the very beginning what I was supposed to do. And so while I saw other university students trying this and trying that and wasting two years and wasting all their parents' money, I was right on track from the very beginning. And that can happen to you. It can happen to your kids, to your grandkids. The Holy Spirit knows the will of God for every person. And that's why I want you to have the whole series called Running Your Race with Purpose. And we're also offering you this book that I really love called A Life 
ablaze. Denise, are you wanting to say something? Oh, I'm just thinking about the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of God and that we did not have to worry and worry and fret and cry because we don't know what to do. Just like Rick said, that will of God, it's in you. That plan of God, that's inside your spirit. And the Bible says that the gifts and callings of God, they're without repentance. So what you're called to do on the inside, it's not going to go away. And if we just connect ourselves yes. with that power, with that voice, he will lead us. And Rick, as you were talking, I thought, oh, how I messed up, you know, trying to follow God. Well, actually, I didn't. I wasn't following. I went to the wrong school on purpose. But on what, purpose? On purpose. I went to the wrong school. What do you mean on purpose? Well, I disobeyed him. He told me to go to oh. the university, but I went to another school. Okay. And so... Well, when you say on purpose, it sounds like intentionally you tried to disobey. That's not what you're saying. You disobeyed, but that wasn't your heart to disobey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. But, but I disobeyed. And, but the Holy Spirit, this is why I'm trying to tell you, that even if you get out of line, the Holy Spirit's plan did not disappear from your life. And he was there to guide and direct me to make the right decisions and to get right back in my life race. Amen, Denise. <laughs> Amen. We all have a race. Mm -hmm. We were all chosen before the foundation of the world to do something specific. None of us are an accident. Mm -mm. It means God didn't bring anybody into the world mm -mm. just to sit in their chair or their couch and watch TV and eat potato chips. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. We all have a reason to be here. That's right. Hey, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. And in this verse, Paul says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all but only one receives the prize, so run that you may obtain. Now, why did Paul use that particular imagery when speaking to the Corinthians? Okay, I'll tell you. Tell us. Because near <laughs> Corinth was another city called Ismia. Ismia was a relatively small town, but it was an athletic town. There were big athletic complexes there, and it's where the Ismian Games took place once every two years. They were kind of like the Pan-Hellenic Games, but these were the Isthmian Games. And the primary feature of the Isthmian Games was running. It was the foot races. It was so popular. It's kind of like football in today's world, but back in that time, it was the foot races in Isthmia. And because it was near to Corinth, during the Isthmian Games, it's like the whole city of Corinth vacated. They all walked over to Isthmia to go to the Games. The Corinthians loved, loved, loved the foot races. And so when Paul speaks to them, he speaks to them in terminology they will really get. And he says, Know ye not which they that run in a race run all, but only one receives the prize. The word know is the word oida. It means, have you not comprehended? Have you not gotten it yet? And the word not is not the Greek word ou, which normally means not. It's the word ouk. It is the emphatic form of no. Know ye not what is this? Have you not gotten it? Have you not yet comprehended? It's like Paul is amazed. He says, do you not understand? Have you not perceived yet that they which run in a race run all? And the word run is from the Greek word treko. He borrows it from the Isthmian Games. It means to run. 
It pictures one that is running. He's jumped in the race. He's pressing ahead with all of his might to reach the goal before anybody else. He's got his eyes on the goal. Mm. And his feet are moving so fast they hardly hit the ground at the same time. But he doesn't have his eyes on his feet. He's got his eyes on the goal. He knows where he's going. And Paul says, don't you know, have you not gotten it yet that they which run in a race run all? And the word all is all-inclusive. And in this verse, Paul is saying to the Corinthians, to the renters, and to you, everybody's in a race. Mm. everybody is running, no one excluded. We're all in some kind of a game, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. The word prize, the Greek word barban, describes the judge who was standing at the finish line and the one who reached the finish line first, the judge gave him the award. Isn't that amazing? And so they all had their eye on the finish line, not just because they wanted to finish, they wanted the prize. And there's a prize for you. There's a prize for each one of us if we'll do what we were born to do. And that leads us to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Wait, 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 look at this. Well, let's go there. Hold on. Ephesians 1, verse 4, it says, According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, which means, guys... There's nothing accidental about us. If we know Jesus, it is not by accident. Amen. This verse says we were chosen in him. Amen. And the word chosen is ek, lego my, from ek and lego. Ek means out. Lego means, I say, when you compound the two words together, do you know what the word chose really means? Ek, lego means out, I say. It means before the foundation of the world, God saw me, he saw you, he saw you. And when God saw us, he said, hey, you, out. He called us out. It portrays a deliberate choice to choose, elect, select, to pick out or choose for oneself. And the Bible says God did it before the foundation of the world. Before is the word pro, which means before in terms of time, before there was a world, before creation even started, God already saw us. And he said, hey, you, you're mine, out. He called us out before the foundation of the world. Foundation, the Greek word katabole. It's a form of the word kata, which means down. The word bole, which means to hurl or to throw, which means before God's power ever hurled one layer of the earth's crust into place, he already saw us and said, I have a job for you. Isn't that amazing? Awesome. You know, Rick, as you're speaking, I'm thinking where Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Oh, we're going to get there in just a minute. Okay. Okay. And also that um, I forgot my second point. Well, that's okay. <laughs> let's, let's do the RIV point. of Ephesians 1.4. Listen to this. Here's the RIV. Even before the first layer of the earth foundation was laid, God was already peering into the future, and he saw us there. Wow. When he saw us, he spoke and said, out. And when he said those words, he literally selected us as his own. Glory, glory to God. And look at Ephesians 2, verse 10, where we find that God selected us for a purpose. Okay. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus 
unto good works. We don't do good works to get saved. We do good works because we are, are saved. saved. This verse says we were created in Christ Jesus unto, the Greek indicates express purpose. God has created each one of us for something very specific, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them before ordained is a compound of the word pro and the word hitoimazo. The word pro means before, in front of, before in terms of time. The word hitoimazo means to make ready, to prepare, to make all the necessary preparations, to get everything ready, full readiness, full preparation, compounded together. It means to previously do everything necessary to make ready and fully prepare, which means before anything happened, God didn't just look at us and see us in the future and say, you're mine. He said, not only are you mine, here's the path I want you to walk on. And he prepared everything in advance for us. I think that is so powerful. You know, when you go to the ancient sites where the games took place, it's very obvious that those who ran didn't have to figure out where to run. They just got in the race. And once you started running, there was just one way to run. The race was prepared for you. All of that is what Paul is telling us. God has selected us. God has put us in life. He's put us in the race. God has a plan that is pre-prepared, pre-designed for us. Our goal is just to keep our eyes on the finish line, the judge that is in front of us waiting to give us an award. But the Bible says that we should walk in them. Walk is peripatel. It means to habitually walk. God's plan mm. is that we find what we're supposed to do, get in the race, stay on that lane, and run it, run it, run it, run it, run it until we reach the end. None of us are accidental. Now, let me ask you, because I can hear you. I hear some people thinking, well, what in the world am I supposed to be doing? Well, you know what I think, Denise? I think most of us know the call of God earlier in life. You know, isn't it interesting that children don't have a problem dreaming? When I was a child, I dreamed of having an art collection. I dreamed of owning a museum. I dreamed about artifacts. I dreamed about being an archaeologist. I dreamed about being a linguist. I dreamed about going to the world. All those dreams were in me. Well, guess what? All of those things, it's who I am. And I think that most people, when they're young, they feel the echo of God in them if they're saved. And then life happens. And they have disappointments. And somebody says, oh, that's just a dream. That's just silly. Will you please get serious? And a lot of people are hijacked along the way. They really had a dream. They really were on track. And then something hijacks them, either the voice of an individual that is influential or disappointments in life or experience, and they just begin to lose their dreams along the way. But I think if you go back to when you were young, you'll probably find out the things you dreamed about when you were young, as a new Christian especially, those are probably the very seeds that God wanted to grow up in you. That was probably your track. Paul? I'm thinking about how people may be disappointed that they had a track or they, they thought they had a dream and then something went wrong. Yeah. Uh, does that mean that God's plan for them changed somehow? Hmm. I don't think so. It probably means that they got distracted or something in life, or life happened, like you just said. Sometimes just life happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can get back on track. 
And I think that that's the most important thing that could be said here today is there is a track for you and you can get back on track. You know, in Thessalonians, Paul makes this amazing statement. He says, I wanted to get to you, talk to the Thessalonians, but Satan hindered us. That word hindered is exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. That word hindered describes a road that is so broken up it has become impassable. So you were on a track to go somewhere and then suddenly the road is completely so broken you can't go any further. Well, what do you do in that case? Do you say, well, that's the end of the road? No, you back up and you find another road to get there. You just have to find another way to get there. And sometimes in life, if you run into an impasse, it doesn't mean your goal is wrong. It just means you've got to find another way to get there. We've had that happen a lot of times. But that word, hinder, the Greek word, egkopto, also was the very word used in a race to describe a guy that was running, and all of a sudden a competitor comes along and very nastily uses his elbow to thrust the guy out of the race. That's the word Paul uses when he said to the Thessalonians, my intention was to get to you, but Satan hindered us. And here's what it means. Mm. Paul knew the plan. He knew he was to get there. But he hit an impasse. You know why? Because the devil created circumstances which blocked him from easily reaching his goal. Did he quit? No, he found another way to get there. Mm -hmm. The same word means Paul was saying, I was on my way and the devil himself tried to elbow me out of the race. Well, if the devil goes like that and elbows you out of the race, you just got to force back. You've got the power of God and the armor of God. You can do it. Elbow him out and you stay on your track. But the very fact that Paul would use that word means that when you're en route to do what you're born to do, sometimes you do hit an impasse. You do. Sometimes the devil does try to knock you out of the race. And sometimes people get really discouraged and they say, I just don't understand. I was trying to do what was right and something happened. Well, just get over that. That just happens. That's going to happen because there's a devil that doesn't want you to do what you were born to do. He is terrified of you because he knows if you get into agreement with God through your life, power is going to be released that's going to change you, change your family, change your town, change everything. So he wants to create an impasse. He wants to knock you out of the race. But you've just got to say, you know what? Mm -mm. I'm going to stick with it. And if you've created an impasse, I'm going to find another way to get there. Amen. I'm just Amen. going to find another way to get there. Amen. Amen. Paul? We live in a very competitive city. Moscow is a big city, and there's always a lot going on. Just recently, I can think of many stories, but just recently, after we so victoriously started a church in the southwest of Moscow. Oh, this just happened. We found out that the building where we were renting our, uh, an auditorium for our Sunday services was sold and would be soon torn down. And the church that we just started so victoriously, people were coming to church, the church was growing, people were starting to serve, families were coming to church. They lost their space. They're going to tear the building down. And we had to look for a new space. We found a new space. And then you know what else happened? It happened again. In our North Church, the North Church, four years doing great in one location. Fabulous. And they're going to tear that building down. And they're going to tell... <laughs> they start tearing it down in the middle of November. What are we going to do? Does that mean we're going to stop or give up? 
No, we're going to find another. We already found another building. We're going to continue. That's what that means. We're just going to continue. You know, I, I, Paul, you were talking about Moscow being a competitive city. Well, it's also gigantic. There's about 22 million people who live in Moscow, but on a daily basis, there are about three, 30 million people in transport. 30 million. I don't know how big your town is. 30 million is a lot of people in one city. And where there are 30 million people in transport, guess what you have? You have a lot of traffic. Traffic. Well, if Denise says, let's go downtown and get a hamburger. That's a very big commitment. <laughs> because to go downtown and get a hamburger is going to take a couple hours. I have to really think about how much I want a hamburger. And sometimes when we start out, we say, oh, praise God, there's no traffic. We're going to get there so fast. And then all of a sudden, where does it come from? It's like a parking lot. It's like two years ago. This is the truth. Denise said, Rick, I want us to go downtown at Christmas time, the end of the year, to have Christmas lunch together. That's the worst moment for traffic in Moscow every year. So we got in the car and we started to our destination. We drove six hours. Six hours. And we got halfway. I said, Denise, I am just not willing to drive 12 hours to have lunch. Can we please stop? And we stopped and we had lunch. We turned around and drove six hours back home. But here's my point. Sometimes when you get into that horrible, horrible traffic, if you'll let your GPS work for you, mm. your GPS will reroute you another way. It'll still get you there. But you may have to get there another way. GPS is so wonderful. It's rerouting, 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 recalculating, recalculating. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows our goal. The goal. Amen. He knows where we need to get. He knows how we need to get there. And if we've hit an impasse, or if the devil's tried to elbow us out of the race, if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit who knows the plan, he'll say, recalculating, recalculating. He never says, oh me, oh my, it can't be done. He doesn't say that. We're talking about the God that raises the dead. Amen. Whenever Jesus was dead, God didn't say, I guess it's over. God said, I guess I'm going to have to raise him from the dead. God doesn't take no for an answer. You've got to be tougher. You've got to say, I'm not taking no for an answer. I know what I'm called to do. And listen to the Spirit of God that is inside you. Now, one thing that will help you know the will of God is if you pray in tongues. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that when you pray in tongues, you speak divine mysteries. The will of God that is locked inside your spirit, when you pray in tongues, you begin to pray it up and you begin to get the understanding of it. And when you pray more in tongues, it's like your mind is an antenna that's been tuned. You begin to perceive what is the will of God for your life. So pray in tongues, dredge the will of God, pull it up into your understanding and then run with it. Joel? I want to, I want to give an example. Uh, we were filming the series, Unlikely, which is free on our website. If you want it, you can go get it. It's our story. It's our testimony of our ministry, of our family. And I think it will really encourage you. But we were filming this program. That was going all over the places where they've lived and filming this. And the last place we had to go in the filming schedule was to America to film the beginning of the story. 
And we plan to film that in February. Yep. And we did not know there were going to be travel restrictions later in this year. We didn't know that at all. How would we know that? But I believe the Holy Spirit was directing us to go in February to film the United States before any restrictions ever happened. And our whole team went to the States, and we mm-hmm. filmed that. We, we finished the series. And if we had not followed that guiding, uh, that series would not be ready for, for you. And if you want that series, you can go get it. It's wonderful. I think it's really encouraging. How can they get it, Joel? You can go to our website, you go to the store, and you can find the series, and it's free. But uh, my it's called Unlikely. Unlikely. And I think it's a great, great example that God, sometimes you don't even know God's directing your steps. Sometimes later you think, that was God directing me. Mm -hmm. And there is such gratitude in your heart when you realize, oh, that that was not me. That was the Holy Spirit leading me. Amen. And I think that's very encouraging. It really confirms you're doing the right thing. And I think that's very encouraging. Denise? There was there's such a great investment that Jesus the price he paid to give us the Holy Spirit. He's not trying to keep his will or his plan from us. He's trying to get it to us. And I just want to say, I think there's somebody listening and you've messed up and maybe you've been off the track for a long time. I just want to say to you it's not too late. That plan, that will of God, that calling on the inside of you, it hasn't gone away. And if you just if you just say, Lord, I'm convicted by this, what I've heard today. I recognize that this is the truth. I repent. I want to get back on track with you. If you make that commitment, I promise you, The Holy Spirit, he's so wonderful. He loves you so much. He will just line up with you, and things will start happening. But you make that decision, and you pray that prayer. And if you'll jump in the race, the Holy Spirit will give you the power to make it all the way to the end. doesn't matter what kind Mm. of impasse you hit Mm. or how many times the devil tries to elbow you. You know what? Our story really is that we've just been faithful and stuck with it and stuck with it. We've had so many impasses and so many times the devil's tried to knock us out. We just decided we're going to keep going. We are going to finish what we were called to do. You have to have that attitude if you're going to make it to the end. And Paul said to the Corinthians, don't you know? Have you not gotten it yet? Do you not get it? That we're all in a race? All. The word all in Greek is the word pas. It means all of us, no one excluded. It means you. Your husband, your wife, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, every single one of them, there is something explicit which God ordained them to walk in. And they can find it, get in it, and do it. But hey, if you need prayer, please contact us, prayer at runner.org, or call us 1-800-742-5593. And remember, that the study guide is free. Go get it at runner.org. We love you, sleep well, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please like, subscribe, and comment so more people can see it.